855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call in line. 855-450-3733. Another exciting Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. I know it's a holiday weekend, sort of. It's like the end of a big four-day weekend. And you have no expectation that the radio that you're listening to is actually live. You've been listening to the radio all holiday weekend long, four long days, and you've been hearing Zippo. Unless you tuned into Free Talk Live, (laughs) because they... You did a show on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, Saturday, Sunday now. And that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. It's in the name. We do a live show for you. We talk. We talk live live as often as we can. (laughs) So you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Like I said, live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. I'm so excited about it. That's why I'm repeating it. And um, also the website at freetalklive.com. Not only is the show interactive where you can call us at 855-450-3733 and interact, but you can go to f- excuse me, freetalklive.com and interact there. There are um, ways for you to upload stories or blog posts or videos or whatever, and uh, people will vote up your submission or vote it down. Um, you can do the same to other people's depending on what you'd like to, to see up at the top. And we read those and go through them and we're likely to use them for show prep. Again, it's freetalklive.com. So, Stephanie, I guess it was, was it the last Sunday edition was our Veterans Day edition of Free Talk Live or was it the Sunday before? I think this was now two weeks ago. Two weeks, yeah, because it was 11th day, 11th month, that whole thing. Yes. So I don't know if this email is related to that. It's not. doesn't specifically. Um, oh, boy, this ought to be a good one. You can't tell what it's referencing. <laughs> referencing. Uh, it, it, you know, and I, I mean, would guess it's probably because of that. Because I can't remember. You told me that you had an email about veterans coming up t- first tonight. And I said, well, I can't really remember when we really talked about veterans last and of course, you know, we did Veterans do that Day, yeah. Veterans Day edition, but it was kind of banished from my memory. Mostly, mostly about war, and I'd say not less about veterans. But um, yeah, this uh, you know this person has uh, written me an email, and I generally we generally don't read emails here on Free Talk Live. It is a bad way to communicate with Free Talk Live. If you want to communicate with Free Talk Live, we have a telephone number. It's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. But there's another rule to talk radio out there, and that rule is you should talk about the things that are on your mind. And this email has been on my mind. I got it four days ago from a gentleman who's clearly upset about um, our my position on the show uh, regarding uh, you know sort of the military. He sent it to me and to um, the regular FTL at Free Talk Live address. And if you want to send email, that's a terrible place to send one um, because. <laughs> It just might as well send it to the trash. Yeah. Can. Yeah. It just <laughs> it, there's just so much stuff that goes in there that it just doesn't get really um, much attention. But mine does. And I'm going to read uh, this is Eric's email here. And I'm not going to use his last name. There's no reason for that. Um, I'm not trying to shame him or anything like that. I just want to point out sort of some beliefs that people have. And I think that it's important to look at fundamentally, crit- critically look at our beliefs. If I have a belief that has not been looked at critically, I sincerely hope people call me um, on the telephone and uh, we can analyze my beliefs because I'd like to do that. And it does take time. It takes time to to shed old beliefs, looking at new ones. But I hope that I, I can use critical analysis and come to what I believe the most moral set of beliefs are. Well, that's 
a very brave position, Mark. I appreciate that you take that. Well, I think everybody, everybody takes everybody takes that position. I don't until know. I think there are they're some actually pe- confronted with. <laughs> yeah. The, the oh, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm certain I have beliefs that I do not. Uh, you know that I'm not thinking critically about, but I don't know what they are. So I must. So that must not be true. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the, so what did this guy say? He says, "Dear sirs," and he uh, puts it in lowercase and um, some quotation marks. Sirs. Sirs. Okay, so I assume he's not addressing me. Maybe not. I okay. don't know. Um, it, that, he didn't send this email to me, by the way. He it just was sent not. It to you. Yeah. I'm a veteran, and I have a message to your show. There's a little thing called respect, pride, oh dignity, virtue, and yes, intelligence. Is that one little no, thing? No, that's a good bunch of things. Or is that four things four that big might things. even be big? Okay. <laughs> and yes, intelligence. You people have none of that. Let me explain oh. how I come to that conclusion. Now, this is a good gripper of a first sentence. You want to get somebody's attention, draw them into the email. He's got your attention, yep. yeah, by insulting you. It, Actually, I mean, maybe you and I have a little different style in our communications, Mark, but when somebody starts out an email by insulting me, and I have gotten them before, usually it's about the paleo diet, yeah. actually. but when somebody, strange. <laughs> yeah. Somebody cares about your diet. Yeah, exactly. Well, but when someone starts out an email by insulting me, I tend to actually discount the rest of the message. I usually just don't listen. And well, oftentimes to... when, you, when you come out against somebody, they kind of get backed into a corner and they just dig in their heels even further. That's the truth. Yeah. So if you start off with, a, uh, with, with some bombast, the chances are good that you're not going to convert anybody. But if you just want to vent, and I'm going to assume that's what Eric wants to do here is to do a little venting, um, then, you know, vent away, right? I, I've got pretty thick skin. I know that, um, you know, you know I, I try to be, look, I didn't get into this business because, uh, I, you know, I cry a little bit every time that somebody disagrees <laughs> with me. Um, so let's go on here. Maybe you don't bash the troops every show, but ever show I have you are bashing the troops. Oh, my. Uh, look, I, I didn't write this. And if yep. you want to have uh, people take your emails seriously that you disagree with. The first thing you should do is make sure that you proofread them because everybody makes mistakes in grammar. Everybody makes mistakes in spelling. But when somebody disagrees with you, the first thing they're going to do is glom on to the stuff that you've gotten wrong. It's sort of grammatically. It's an easy thing to sort of, ah, you're dumb and uh, just make fun of you and then not pay, pay attention to what you have to say after that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to read this thing verbatim. Well, and someone could say. You know, um, it's a little bit uh, making some assumptions, but someone could say, look, if somebody cares enough to correspond with me, the least they can do is take the time to make sure that they're communicating something in a way that I can understand. Because when there's a grammatical error, every sentence, no joke, I have trouble understanding what the person's saying sometimes. You know, it's hard. It's more difficult to read. And if you want somebody to read your email, make it easy to read. Grammar is an important way to make it easy to under to communicate. I mean, it's, it, that's what that's it is. why it's we a have tool grammar. Yeah, but I'm not going to be you know what they what, what they're calling a grammar Nazi. I think it's an overuse of the term Nazi. Fine, but um, you know I'm not going to be a stickler on grammar. Um, I'm going to try to understand what people say, but you know I'm just going to read this. Sometimes verbatim. you literally can't. Yeah, but go ahead anyway. Number one, the troops protect your freedom. They protect your lives and they protect the economy. Last week, you told a caller that the military bases don't do anything for the economy and even that they are a drain on the economy. 
There would be no economy if not for the military. Without the military protecting your butts, there would be no uh, business activity in America right now because we would be under the rule of someone like Saddam Hussein or the Shah of Iran. Interesting that they picked, by by the way, that he picked two dictators that were installed by the United States government in puppet states. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, he didn't pick a, a natural sort of uh, dictator like Castro or, you know, Idi Amin <laughs> or something Chavez. like that. Uh, somebody yeah. who came up on their own. Well, Chavez is democratically elected, I think. Okay. Um, it, you know, I wouldn't, I, I don't trust those elections, but. Um, well, wasn't know. installed by the U.S., right? Right. Wasn't yep. installed by the U.S. So it's interesting that he picked those two. Um, and both of those leaders were installed by the U.S. at least at one point. So the idea that we would have no freedom without the troops. That's a good one to debunk. This is one that we face all the time on Free Talk Live, and I certainly, certainly believe this at one point in my life. I would like to take people down the path that I took in unrolling this, Mm. and that was to look at individually the conflicts that have occurred, you know, sort of in reverse order, and ask myself, would I be free without this conflict? So, you know, if I go back to Afghanistan and Iraq— would the United States be any more or less free with those, uh, without those conflicts? That's a good question to ask. I, I can't, I, you know, I mean, if, if somebody can answer those questions, uh, this question for me in the, uh, uh, you know, explain to me how the United States would be less free without having gone to the conflicts in Iraq or Afghanistan, I'd love to hear it. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. We'll continue on with this email. 855-450-FREE. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-FREE. As I said, the SACL toll-free call-in line. Um, BitInstant.com is the place to get your Bitcoins. Uh, Bitcoins are an online currency that allow peer-to-peer open source. They're peer-to-peer and open source. They allow you to send and receive money without having to pay any fees. And you have complete control of your bank account. That in and of itself is the revolutionary thing about Bitcoins. Suddenly you can have your money safe and you can control it. That's something that's entirely different than all other currencies in the world. And I think that Bitcoins are going to change the world. And I think that as consequently, they're going to become much more valuable. And I recommend you get your Bitcoins soon. And BitInstant.com is the way I recommend you do it. BitInstant.com. Got more than a million locations, 30 countries. They make it easy for you. BitInstant.com. Well, Stephanie, let's go to the phones here. We got Josh in Florida. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's, what's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about your question on whether we're more or less free. Whether um, you said Afghanistan and Iran, but I'd say that uh, Iraq. Well, 
country or occupying a foreign place. I think that it would, I mean, uh, what would happen if something were to go on in the United States? You'd have to, I mean, all our troops are out in another country. What, what are they supposed to do, fly back? How long would that take? Well, I would say that likely the amount of troops that are on the soil here in the United States, I contend the United States is is relatively safe anyway. But um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have more troops probably than the vast majority of countries in the world. We probably have more troops on the ground than in the United States currently than Canada does. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're, you're, probably, you're probably right on that one. So I, I and also let's not forget that there are three hundred more than three hundred million guns in the United States in the possession of about three hundred million people. Now, obviously, those uh, those guns tend to be concentrated in the hands of probably about ten percent of the population. But you know, I, the those are the people of, that you would want to have the guns to. <laughs> so um, I, I I tend to think that any kind of attack on on the United States soil is is unlikely. Yeah, you're, you're probably right on that, too. Um, I would think, though, that uh, having all of our troops inside the U.S. would... You wouldn't have to have agencies like CSA, or you wouldn't have to create new agencies, our military, to guard our border instead of having some people would say corrupt people like the border control or people who aren't necessarily... Well, why, why, is, saying, why is the border control corrupt? I'm not saying me personally I believe that, but I've heard people say that. that oh, I believe they're, they're corrupt. But Some. I think, well, were you asking, Mark, were you asking that question because right, you're I, trying to get at the incentives that they have? Right. The incentives, I would say, are? Well, they don't make very much money, for one, so they can make a lot more by taking bribes than by just taking their salary. And they don't have any accountability. Only people that make less could be, would be privates in the military, right? I suppose, yeah. <laughs> and they have no accountability, well, I, so they usually don't get caught when they do something, you know, that's corrupt. Yeah, she, she's right on that. That uh, they, they don't have the accountability of our military would have, you know. That, why would the military have more accountability? Yeah, I don't know that they have much either. Why would the military have more accountability than the um, the Border Patrol? Um, I mean, it would be backed by, they would have to be held up to a, they would, should be held up to a lot higher standards. Maybe should, but but are they? I don't I don't think so. The one thing this is okay. So if I have a military, here's what I'd like to do with that military. I'd like to keep it around until somebody does something way out of hand, and then I would like that military to kill from here to the capital of that country. And that's what I would want that military to do. I don't want to use that military to police things, to guard things, to do. I want. To hire guards to guard, I want to ha- hire police to police. I want to hire chefs to cook, and I want to hire brain surgeons to cut brains. I do not want to hire soldiers to do any of those things, because soldiers should be soldiering. To me, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with having to pay them to guard our border or pay them to be a security guard. I would think that them being in the military would be part of their duty is to protect our border and make sure that people come in that are safe for our country and that people that shouldn't be here out. Thanks for the call, Josh. 855-450-FREE. You can call in. Give us your opinion, too. Um, There's also the idea that when a military is just around, I mean, there are lots of people who cite the idea that the founding fathers didn't believe in a standing army, right? And their, their military wasn't supposed to be just around doing nothing because when that happens, they get used for militarization of 
police in the U.S. and like all kinds of other things. They they're going to get used for something if they're around, and it's going to be the only tool that they have, which is force. When you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? And so when you're trained in, in the military to do the dirty work of killing, right, and cracking skulls, that's what you're going to do. Well, um, the Founding Fathers wanted a militia, and a militia is much more a defensive organization rather than a military, which is much more offensive organization. Certainly the two can be used in um, to somewhat interchangeably, but militias tend to be not as good at the job of, uh, you know, killing um, and much better at the job of being killed than, um, you know, professional militaries. You kind of wonder, too, all this stuff with uh, ground combat and shooting and stuff. Technology is making all of this stuff really obsolete. I mean, I would like to evolve to a world where peace is the only way. And I know this sounds a little, (laughs) you could say I'm idealistic or whatever, but why are people thinking about, you know, uh, conflicts between nations where there are people like locking uh, heads in the field with with gunfire and stuff like that? I mean, if if there's a conflict between governments, like why do we need to go back to the dark ages, essentially, and just fight it out with these people that they hire hired muscle i don't know the reasons um i you know i mean i when when one looks at situations so let's look at uh, the afghanistan conflict i think that this is one um worth uh, looking at a lot of people the, the standard story is um the United States wanted Saddam Hussein and the Taliban wouldn't turn him over. As a matter of fact, the Taliban was working with him. Um, and so therefore we had to go in and, and you know occupy. The story, the real story is the Taliban said, sure, we'll give you Saddam Hussein, but we're going to turn him over to a neutral third party. You people are all wrapped up in emotional stuff right now, and we don't trust you, the Mm. United States, George Bush, to take care of this. So we'll turn him over to Saudi Arabia for trial. He can be tried on a, a neutral third party. That wasn't good enough for the United States. Okay, And by the way, you know, the United States has some really strong ties with Saudi Arabia. So if they the Taliban did turn him over to the Saudi Arabia, then, well, you know, maybe they probably could have gotten him and they didn't. I mean, they could have used subterfuge rather than the longest war in U.S. history to get what they wanted. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, how many how many trillions of dollars went after getting uh, Osama bin Laden and what could have been done otherwise? Why waste a good crisis? Right. Isn't that what they say? Yep. um, they, They often do say that. So we got another caller here, um, 855-450-3733. Call in with your opinion. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been going through this email here um, about uh, from, a, from a veteran who doesn't uh, feel that we give enough uh, 
respect, I guess, to veterans. And you can call in and give us an opinion on that or whatever you want. Also, I want to tell you about the Free State Project. The Free State Project is a movement to get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to move to one state. Not all of them have the same opinions on every subject I'd like to point out. And Closer than your average person, though, right? Yeah. Probably closer. They, what they tend to believe is, is that uh, you should not use uh, force for the uh, gain, and, gain in the area of uh, you know, political or social areas, uh, especially initiate force. Uh, and you can use force to protect yourself, but uh, do not initiate it. So if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live, the Free State Project may be the choice for you. Go there, sign up, freestateproject.org. Let's go to Annie in St. Louis. Annie, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? How are you guys doing tonight? All's well. Great. Good. Um, when you were talking about the military, um, I, like when people say, you know, I thank the military for their service and all that kind of stuff. I do if they were drafted. But anybody that, like, enlisted, especially after 9-11, I mean, it's like all you have to do is go on the Internet and find out that um, our government doesn't take care of our military. And it's sad, but uh, they it, 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 one would think that they would take better care, and they seem not to. Yeah, and I also, I mean, do you feel safer? I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> no. no. I, I mean, it's... It, I, I think one could I, use the military to make us safer. I don't think it's done. Exactly. I agree with you. And I, you know, just think that the military nowadays are, you know... Kind of stalkers. 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 Oh, suckers! Because they're because they're yeah. accepting a bill of goods, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, the recruiters definitely. are you know have been known to. Mm, I don't know. Flub oh, the well, story. I've heard some that say they outright lied, but I think a lot of them are kind of just exaggerating how good it's going to be. And eighteen-year-old people who are about to sign up for the military don't necessarily have all the life experience to be able to say uh, maybe this isn't such a good idea for well, me. They- they don't. They're not just recruiting eighteen-year-olds. They're going into the high schools at the freshman level. Yeah, that's true. And actually, and there are some groups that kids. have there's some groups that have uh, counter recruitment um, materials that they want to go into the uh-huh. schools and distribute. And the schools will say, "No, you can't," because you're a political organization. Uh, one of my friends actually tried to do this in mm-hmm. uh, Bay Area of California, and she was told, "Well, you're a political organization," and she said, "Well, what's the military?" Of course, they're a political uh-huh. organization, too. Yeah, I believe that there's been rulings yeah. on this uh, from you know ACLU cases that uh, if, if recruitment's allowed, then counter-recruitment needs to be allowed also. But, I, you know, I, I, I also think that, um, you know, oftentimes the people that are – the people that make the best soldiers tend to make the worst uh, decision makers when it comes to contracts. And the government takes advantage of that situation. And also, when you take a look at uh, – there's a recent VA study that came out that showed that uh, people in the military have uh, – excuse me, people who were in the military tend to have very little knowledge. Um, you know, fewer than half of them uh, – more than half of them know what kind of benefits that they're eligible for. Even if they're willing to go look for those wow. benefits, they just don't know about well, I them. Think it's a, I think it's a desperate – it's a poverty draft. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah. that's that's the case. Annie, I yeah, do appreciate I your call. That, 
Thank you for the call. 855-450-3733. And she's right. A lot of people join the military for financial reasons, and that's why they that's why they have paychecks, right? And for emotional reasons, because they're trying to, you know, fulfill their family line. They're getting pressure from outside sources that are telling them, like, this is an honorable and good thing to do. And uh, I, Or you, you need know, a career. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they feel like they have no other options. There's lots of reasons why people might join the military, but a lot of them, you know... Th- I, I think I can't. I have trouble thinking of reasons why someone would join the military that are that are genuine and that are coming from sort of their true self. That are, you know, really intrinsic motivations for joining the military. So, let's go to Les in Virginia. Les just called in here. Les, you're, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I just want to talk about the the military now. Okay. I think the I think the military now is is better than than it has been. How so? Um, you know, I, I did my time. I got out in 95, you know, from the Army. Okay. And these kids are, they're, they're exposed to a lot more. They, they receive the, some of the best training and equipment. And, you know, it's, it's still like it was when I was in, you know, the weekends, it's a day, you know, it's your day off like any other job. And they're, you know, it's partying, drinking and doing, you know, whatever. But the, you know, these kids are, you know they're brought in. They're they're given good benefits, and they know. You know they're they're lined out from the beginning on what those those benefits are going to be. Now that I, may I be have true, no but reason. The, the the Veterans Administration studies shows that they don't know what those are. Now maybe you know maybe they've been communicated to them on the first day of boot camp. I wouldn't be able to and say. They forgot. But you know I've I have no reason to disbelieve what the caller said especially because he's got a little more experience in this area than me but I know that I've been hearing a lot of stories that say people aren't getting the he- the mental health benefits that they were promised that they're actually you know getting denied those they didn't have adequate body armor for much of the Afghanistan and Iraq conflicts and um they're just uh, like this year the military, the army came out with a specific body armor that was designed for women. They were used to be giving them small men's sizes and it just didn't fit them right and stuff like that. And so I don't know. I feel a little skeptical about that claim that they're giving the, being given the absolute best stuff. They're, um, the army's like any other business. You know, it, it was always by bulk buys and everything like that. It was that way when I was in. You know, I think one of the biggest problems has always been that We've never been prepared to deploy the amount of troops to as many locations at the same time as, as we are now. So, But isn't that a there, problem there of U.S. Stuff. imperialism, kind of? Isn't that a problem of, like, the government's making these decisions to send troops to all different places, and maybe some of those places or all of those places, there's, there's not much of a justification for them to be there? Well, I, I think a lot of it, like with Iraq, uh, we spent all that money in that country and only to give it back to them. You know, we took the country, we accomplished what we needed. We should have been compensated for it, whether that was the resources, the country or whatever else. I mean, you know, what is, what does that mean exactly compensated? We spent tens of trillions of dollars, you know, over there and the Iraqi people aren't compensating us for their, their new freedoms. You know, we, we wow. I mean, there was a lot of destruction that went on in that country. You could argue that there was damage that was done to things that people owned and their families and irreplaceable things lost. And you're saying that they should compensate the U.S. government somehow? They had a lot that was taken from them. We've also given them probably a hundredfold back. 
to what what's been lost. Well, according to the I State Department, according to the State Department, there were 100. This is the State Department's numbers that came through WikiLeaks. There were about 125,000 people who died who are non-military, non-excuse me, non-military non-combatants that were killed. Um, that puts the number at about 90 percent of casualties were civilians. Um, I mean, it's difficult to it's difficult to pay them back in a hundredfold for those, right? It's. I think it's difficult to say that for any type of conflict that you know it's going to be to where we could we could do it at a minimal of collateral, you know, collateral damage where innocents would be hurt. I mean, the only way to to avoid that period is not to have conflict. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, what kind of freedoms you know, would but, you say that the Iraqis have gained? I'm just curious. What exactly did they gain in terms of freedom? They've got, they do actually have better security. You know? Better security? Yes, they do. Um, Anything else? They, they are suffering from infra- infrastructure problems. Because you know, they were blowing up? Power plants. You've got to replace all that stuff. Yep. Thanks you for the call, Wes. But, Wes, I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Your comments next. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-453. So um, if you want to get archives of Free Talk Live, you can do it by going to archives.freetalklive.com. We've got archives there going back for free for six years. We even have uh, links to ones going back farther than that. Free Talk Live's been on the air for 10 years, and we've got archives from that whole time. We were podcasting before podcasting had a word. Actually, we weren't podcasting, but we were we were del- we had MP3 <laughs> files available for download on the internet uh, because podcasting means having those files delivered in some on a computer feed or something. Yeah. Yes, a really simple server. Anyway, I'm still waiting for somebody to call in and said, "Now, on November 1st, 2006, you said this. Can you comment <laughs> on that, Mark? <laughs> You're going to have to remind me. <laughs> but if you want to go listen to what happened on November 1st, 2006, you can do that at archives.freetalklive.com, and you can do it for free." All the other shows out there, likely most of them, most of the commercial shows, they're going to charge you for their stuff. Free Talk Live. If they make it available at all. Yeah. Indeed. Let's go to Ross. Ross, you're on Free Talk Live. Where are you calling from, Ross? Uh, Lincoln. Okay, great. Yeah. um, I'm calling in reference to the um, previous caller. She said that, you know, she doesn't think it's worth the time to thank, you know, current people that are currently serving or served after uh, 9-11. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe there is some, you know, there were, some of the people may have been naive or whatever, but I don't, I don't really think that's fair to, 
you know, just to totally dismiss them and say they're you know, not worth thanking at all. Well, let me ask you, why do you want to thank them? <laughs> well, I mean, it may sound a little cliche, but I think, you know, um, a lot of them, probably not all of them, but, you know, they did write a blank check, you know, you know, protect the country, sure. even if... absolutely. Even well, if, I, I think they wrote a blank being... check. They wrote a blank check to the government of the country because I mean they talk about right. the country, but the country doesn't tell the military where to go. Politicians in Washington D.C. do, right? True. Okay, true. so the, they I wrote think, a blank check know, to politicians. Wanna, I think if you want to, you know, really, if you really want to support the troops, you should, you know, do everything you can to make sure they're not being used for, you know, pointless missions or activities. You know, how does one do that? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. This <laughs> I is, would love to know the answer to that question. Because uh, here's how yeah. I feel, Ross. I feel like there hasn't been um, in there hasn't been a war or a conflict in the last six decades that has been worthy of putting li- American lives on the line. Frankly, any lives, because when Americans go out there, there tend to be oh ten to a hundred to one deaths <laughs> on the other side. Uh, you know, our soldiers are relatively well protected compared to those the folks on the other side. Um, right. You know, so what? I, I don't think that any of those conflicts make much sense. I don't hate the people, the the people in the military for going. I mean, if I was in the no. military, I'd probably go where I was told to go too. I'd be scared of what, and, what the consequences would be. I mean, I am a vet too, and you know, and. I mean, that's part of the thing. Even if you don't, <laughs> there's a big thing where you want to be there for your friends and you yeah. know, go. You might not agree with everything, but there's definitely a desire to participate, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Well, um, if you if you uh, if someone were to thank you, would you want them to be thanking you out of a genuine appreciation for something that you did or because they felt social pressure to say thanks, but they didn't really mean it? Well, that's. That's the thing, too. I feel it's really awkward sometimes when people thank me because it's like they're just doing it out of habit sometimes. You know, they just, they don't really know anything about the military or sometimes they don't even know, you know, I've had people thank me and then like, oh, yeah, um, what was the name of that country? You know, we're at war and again, you know, people don't even know where we, you know, where a lot of soldiers are. They're not going to learn either, yeah. by the well, way. Well, that, that points to the fact that there yeah. is a lot of social pressure to just kind of blindly say, like, yeah, the mil- military can do no wrong, and we got to thank them for their service and be really, um, you know, uh, deferential to them, even if we disagree with what they're doing. You know, Ross, uh, speaking yeah. of that, I thought it was uh, interesting. There was a uh, survey done out in Afghanistan, and I imagine doing surveys in Afghanistan is pretty difficult work, um, about – the Af- with the Afghanis, and most of them had never heard of 9-11, didn't know what it was. Well, <laughs> you know, they just didn't yeah. know what the, what the hell happened or what the motivations were for, you know, why, why are why your are people, these here? people here? Why are these people here? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. You know, I, is there another call on the line? Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll go to them. Okay, well, let's go to James in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. What's Hi. on your mind? Hi. So, well... I think two callers ago, there was a a guy who basically said that the Iraqi people should pay back the U.S. government yes. for freeing them. Right. Yeah, I he, said, he said they should compensate the U.S. for all the extra freedoms that they've gained. I see. Yeah. There's a documentary on YouTube. It's a really high-quality documentary. I think it was done by Al Jazeera, but it's called After the Americans. 
and a journalist goes back to Iraq for the first time since, like, the first bombs fell, and he just talks to the Iraqi people and, you know, what they went through, was it worth it? And most of them say, you know, yes, there was a dictator. Yes, it was horrible before, but, you know... Now we got a new set of problems. Yeah, and it's worse now. Wow. Because, you know, however many... There, there was a statistic, however many, you know, women are widows now, you know, how many, mm. you know, people are without homes. Yeah. Even their graveyards have been destroyed. It's just, I mean, I would recommend everyone watch that, you know, especially when people are talking about, you know, the Iraqis reimbursing. <laughs> to me, it's like yeah, the post office has suggestion. a rule. If you get sent something that you didn't order, you can keep it. Now, if there was some value to a war that uh, the United States government and, frankly, the vast majority of the United States people, the, mil- the, the, the newspapers and the average in- you know, person on the street, myself included, supported these wars. And these wars were about yellow cake. They were about uh, weapons of mass destruction. They weren't about freeing the Iraqi people. So yeah, the United and States oh, suddenly it kind of shifted there, right. didn't it? Yeah. So we didn't find any yellow That's cake, true. but you should compensate us for the freedoms you got. Look, we've brought you stuff, and I, I, I tend to think that no, there's the you know the, the Iraqi people have nothing to compensate the and United States. People for. say like, oh, they got the freedom to vote. Well. Really, they got the freedom to vote for like some U.S. approved A or B, and they also, by the way, have to like endure violence if they go to the polling place. I mean, that's and to participate in a statistically insignificant act. Exactly. I mean, it must be really doesn't cool seem to vote. Like freedom to me in a world where you couldn't vote before, James. I do appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, maybe, but but maybe a lot of them realize it doesn't actually make a difference. It, you know, I mean, statistically, it's not a it's it's not a particularly um, uh, significant significant act. act. Yeah. Do you remember what the name of that documentary was? Because I'd like to tweet out the link to our listeners. And by the way, you can follow Free Talk Live on Twitter. The way Twitter. we were. The way we were. Yeah, that's, that yeah, sounds right. You can uh, take, a, take, a, take a look and, and check it out for me. Let's go to Mitchell in Texas. Mitchell, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. I have no cowboy report to report tonight. They Is there no game? Was it a bye week? No, they lost, as usual. <laughs> well, my, my bucks lost, too. Go ahead. Uh we were. I was. I, I called in because of JFK, November twenty second, which I remember very well. Is that? Uh, oh, so just passed by the the anniversary? Okay. Yes, and the the point here is this: I read an article when I was up at the ranch in Austin on that day, and the Austin paper did a pretty good editorial, or, or whatever you want to call it, and the 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 thing was this. Are we freer today than we were yesterday? Because you hear today, we're not free, we're not free, we're not free, and all this stuff. And so they did a comparison. From when to when? 1962. 62, okay. okay. About a year before he died. All right. Till today. Okay. okay. So, 50, so 50 years. All right. And this is so the Austin okay. paper? Yeah, Austin American Statesman. The American Statesman. All right. Okay. And here's the gig. In 1962... There was a draft. Yep. So you weren't free. Today, there's no draft. That much is true. Okay. In 1962, check this out. You couldn't own a telephone. It was a crime. That's right. You had to rent it from AT&T. 
Well, or, or the Southwestern Bell. That's right. Right, from, from Ma Bell, right. It's from Ma Bell. In 1962, you could not own a gold bar. Still? Okay. You could not. It was a crime. Today, you can't. All right. Well, you could get an airplane without getting uh, the blue glove love, but uh, do you have some more of this, Mitchell? <laughs> yeah. do, you have, do you have more, Mitchell? Well, I could have a lot more. But I, I want to hear it. I, I think this is very interesting. Please hold the line. Um, bring you back here. 855-453. Free Talk Live. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. And you can go to freetalklive.com and participate there. We've got uh, we've got all kinds of ways for you to participate. You can go link to stories and blog posts and videos or whatever uh, right on our the front of our website, and people will vote up the submissions, vote them down. You can do the same with theirs. It's great, and we get a lot of our stories from there. It's uh, freetalklive.com. We were talking in the last segment uh, to Mitchell about how are we more free. Now, we were trying to look up this uh, this particular editorial from the Austin uh, American Statesman, I believe is what it's called, and we haven't been able to find it, but it's interesting. I so found for- something but um, uh, from the Austin Statesman about JFK remembering without the tears or something, but it doesn't list anything about freedoms. We'll have uh, Mitchell tell us where it is in just one second. I just want to recap real quick. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the... 60s, 1962, before JFK was assassinated, Americans, uh, there was a draft, so you had the uh, possibility of being conscribed, you know, which is a form of slavery, essentially, um, and into the military. You couldn't own gold, and I think there was one more. Mitchell, what was the other one? Telephones. Telephones, yeah, you couldn't own a telephone because uh, there was the... Couldn't own a telephone. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. The the, the Ma Bell uh, Monopoly. Monopoly. Well, the the other two things I read was... uh, the effective tax rate, thanks to Eisenhower, Republican, mm-hmm. uh, was 90%. And JFK got that back down to 40%. That's what they call the marginal tax rate. Um, it, it wasn't the effective tax tax rate. Can you explain that to me? How to is me? it? 
Oh, either no. you or Mark. I'm just curious how... Mark has to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> so there were certain people that earned um, in certain categories, you know, obviously rather wealthy people that uh, earned some money that if they weren't able to hide it or ferret it away, and we all know that only the, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's only going to be basically only the nouveau riche, the people that don't know how to um, hide their money are the ones that are going to get hit and by then this. And they're not going to be rich for long because the government's going to take it. Very few people um, paid this 90% tax bracket. Okay. Um, but I'd also like to point out that the effective, the effective taxes on an individual in America are the same as they were at this time in history um, that he's referring, the 90% tax bracket, because there weren't there wasn't much in the area of local taxes, state taxes, and, and these things. They didn't have states didn't have income taxes and stuff like that. So, um, right, right. But uh, you know, if 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 you look back, and this is just kind of what I've read and looked at, uh, JFK today, I think, would would be labeled a conservative because yeah, he sure. really hated taxes and he loved the military. Yep, and and, and that's true. And and I don't so know I, if conservatives you know, today really hate taxes. I mean, maybe sometimes they talk about it, but... They talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree yeah. with you, Mitchell. I think that uh, JFK would be considered a conservative, if if a somewhat moderate conservative, a conservative today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and and my, my whole point in this is that I keep, you know, I keep hearing and reading and, and you know, I listen to a lot of talk shows mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, we're so, you know, we're just not free. We're not free today. I said, "What? Well, just go back fifty years, or thirty years, or forty years, and and see where we were at." And I just think we're just we got a lot of a lot of freedoms today we didn't have forty, fifty years ago. I, I think you're right, I, and I love uh, being able to to point out the differences. Um, you know, being able to own gold is a great freedom. Not having to go into the military, if they want to call you up, um, you know, is a lottery, and you know, you might win, you might lose, um, in that one. Those are great freedoms. Do you have others on the on the list? Uh, that's that's to be honest, guys. That's okay. what I remember. Okay, okay. I thought you might have the list sitting in front of you. Terribly sorry. So, um, yeah. Now, if I look back, and I think that a lot of people are, is pre nine eleven, and prior to nine eleven, I didn't have to. You know, when when I went on an airplane flight in Sarasota, uh, the Sarasota International Airport in Sarasota, mm. Florida, I remember showing up. 20 minutes before the plane would take off. Mm-hmm. I knew how this this whole operation would work. I'd get in there. I'd have my ticket ahead of time. Bam, 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 bam. I'd be through. I'd walk through the little metal detector, and I was in. And I think that a lot of people feel the difference on you know at the airport. That's where they really feel it. That they or maybe on the roads. I don't remember there being border patrol checkpoints then. And of course, certainly, it's yeah. harder to get across the border I in didn't Canada, live in the Southwest, but Bahamas, Mexico, need all those a passport. Yeah. No, it, Hardy. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in South Texas, guys, and it's not the the border has always been what it is. Trust me, I've I've been here 50 years. Well, uh, it might be That's it may thing, be in but Texas, I, but, I, but not in Canada. But I, but I but I do agree with you on the airline thing because I can remember even before you that you know my big thing was I grabbed that boarding pass 10 minutes before I was supposed to get on <laughs> and I got on. Yeah, and <laughs> and that was a luxury, and I don't get that luxury anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the the whole industry of air travel. It was going up at such a great pace, you know, before nine eleven. It was getting more. It's, it's um, down now from nine eleven. Yeah, it was really servicing the needs of the customers a lot better, and things were improving, and the quality of everything was getting better from the 
planes themselves to the meals and the amenities and Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I think it's better now that we don't get meals at all. <laughs> yeah, but now it's just... Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel obligated to eat the rubber chicken. <laughs> Mitchell, thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE. Well, the, the other question I have at that, yeah, maybe there are more freedoms today in, cer- in certain respects. I think it's great. I think that he, I, I love to hear the other side. Oh, yeah. It, it's interesting, and I don't doubt that there are more, especially in key areas. However, where would we be today if we didn't have... Uh, so much of this coercive government that's been restricting us for the past 50 years, too. That's another question to ask. And one wonders why. Would we be even further along? Would we have different technologies? Would we have more freedoms? Would we have, you know, self-driving cars? Would Mm -hmm. we have all kinds of stuff? And there was a big crackdown on freedom with basically the birth of fascism in the late 19th and early early 20th centuries here in the United States. Fascism was alive and well. And, um, you know, I mean, when you look at presidencies like Wilson's, um, both the Roosevelt's and, you know, the the what the, those the effects they had on freedom in this country. You know, there was a diminishing effect and a long way to come back. Uh, when you look at the area that they call the robber, the era that they call the robber barons, the era of the robber barons from uh, 1870 to 1890, the real earning income of the average American doubled. That's has that doesn't occur too many times mm. in human history. Yeah. And generally when it does, then the government comes in to take their big old cut. And, um, you know, somebody doesn't feel like somebody else got, you know, somebody wants a piece of that pie. And when the lawyers get a piece of the pie, because that's what the government's made of, when the lawyers get a piece of the pie, they take a big old piece and the rest of you guys, you don't get as much. And that's how it goes. Let's take, go to Andy in Milwaukee. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. Andy. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? <laughs> How's it going? All's well. Well, uh, yeah. Did we lose Andy? I think, Andy, we may have a connection problem. If you want to go can ahead we, and... Hello? Can you, uh, you can hear me now. I can hear you now. Okay, that's better. I just, uh, I've been a listener to the show for a while, and I know y'all have discussed uh, some of the potential of Bitcoin. And uh, one of the stumbling blocks I've found people went into is this is physical Bitcoin, physical Bitcoin. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering if uh, I have this program uh, on my phone. It's like it's like having a Bitcoin wallet on your phone. Is it Bitcoin Spinner? No, it's not. It's okay. another one called Insta Wallet. What is it called? Insta Wallet. Yes. Okay. But the. Uh, the thing is, it's one of the. It allows you to use the Bitcoin network and a QR code yep. to anonymous smartphone to smartphone transaction. Yep. So I was just wondering uh, if that's something that, if you tie that with, you know, if you tie it with what? <laughs> I think he's going to ask me if there's uh, some way to, to, to tie uh, bitcoins with QR codes and create a Bitcoin banknote. There's a little bit of notation here on the uh, – um, Andy, you can call us back if you can get a better connection. Uh, terribly sorry. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there is. If uh, blockchain.info has a way to make basically a paper wallet and mm-hmm. you can – you can do that right there. You can create your own banknote of a whatever size of bitcoins you want. If you want a one bitcoin banknote, which will be worth about worth about twelve dollars and fifty cents, you can create it. If you want one hundred and twenty-five, you know, you can do whatever you want, whatever there size. There have you been want. those casacious physical bitcoins too, as well. That's right. Eight fifty-five, four fifty, free, free talk live. 
Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at FreeTalkLive.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Stephanie. 855-453. I want to tell you real quick about MortgageMinuteGuy.com. This is a um, an online uh, mortgage broker. Either they do loans in all 50 states. And one of the real advantages is the kind of personal service that you get from Mortgage Minute Guy. They will walk you through every step of the way. And this is a, you know, sort of a disconcerting process. They have a, a product over there called, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, it's the um, the the reverse mortgage, the FHA reverse mortgage. And it's, well, it's at least one good thing about getting older. There's a, It's a no documentation loan where you all you have to do is, uh, you know, provide them with, you know, show that you own the house. There's no credit report necessary. If you want to get the cash out of your property and then you've got an equity, it's no problem. Um, it doesn't matter if you've got bankruptcies or foreclosures or short pays or whatever. You own that house. And and if you're over the age of uh, 62, you can get a reverse mortgage. And they can help you do it. They're at MortgageMinuteGuy.com. Again, it's MortgageMinuteGuy.com. I'm going to give you the telephone number here so you can give them a call if you don't have a computer handy. But um, I do recommend going to MortgageMinuteGuy.com. They've got a lot of information there at their web website. And uh, this is for a FHA reverse mortgage. The telephone number is 866-288-0088. Again, it's 866-288-0088 for MortgageMinuteGuy.com. Stephanie, we were talking about a um, an email I got. And this email has been on my mind mm-hmm. all week. And I am kind of sort of um, ambivalent about it. I feel all kinds of different things. And I wonder, you know, have we uh, have I communicated poorly on the show um, that this guy was uh, so upset with our our, our take on, um, you know, veterans and, and that kind of thing? Or, you know, is it just is it all on him? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I can see where this email is going because he's got some some what he believes are critiques. He specifically said uh, that he uh, wanted to have more respect from Free Talk Live. He wanted to hear Free Talk Live being more respectful of veterans and thanking them and stuff like that. And I think probably the best way to approach this email is to start off by trying to understand where he's coming from, trying to empathize with him, right? It doesn't mean we have to agree with what he's saying because we probably sure. will actually disagree. But just to try to understand where he's coming from, I could see that uh, if somebody is a veteran, you know, they they may feel like, Hey, I've done a lot, you know, as part of the military. It's hard work. Yeah, I uh, bet it is. Uh, it's, and it's I got shot at. Um, you know, I could have died out there. Yeah, I it's signed scary. a check. Um, you know, as one caller called in recently and said he signed a check that the uh, government could cash at any time um, yeah, the, for his well, life. Well, the government literally owns you. Remember that vet who called in yep. a couple weeks ago saying if you got a sunburn, it was destruction of government property. This, this veteran here in this email is going to make the same point. I see. So, well, he, you know, he feels like he's 
put a lot on the line for the military. And for whatever reasons he he chose to go into it, he has already made that uh, that commitment or that investment, I guess, maybe is how he sees it. And, you know, he wants some um, some uh, recognition for that. Right. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be appreciated. Maybe he would like to maybe get some fairness, like the things that were promised to him. He'd like to get those, like the benefits. He doesn't make any point at all about the United States government and uh, how they've been treated unfair. Okay. And I think it's very interesting that the. it seems to me the people that are worse, the worst to veterans are the people for whom they put their lives, literally did put their lives on the line, the people in the government. Mm, um, so he's not criticizing the government at all. He's criticizing no, it's only uh, free talk live civilians who speak out against. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe we can disagree with this person and I, and I do disagree with him, but I would say that it's, it seems likely that maybe we can at least understand the fact that he's got a strong need to be recognized, right? And to be appreciated. His point here is, is that um, his initial first point, and he has uh, four or five of them here, um, is that there would be no economy. There would be no United States. There would be no freedom without the military. And I think you can make that argument for the Continental Army of like, you know, 1776 to 17, what is it, 79 or whatever the last conflict was. I'm sorry, I don't know. Um, and I think you could make that argument. After that, it starts getting a little blurry. Um, I mean, you know, 1812, you know, the, the people in the military certainly were fighting for the freedom of the United States. And the Great Britain probably could have taken them back at that t- time, especially if it hadn't been for a freak hurricane um, that uh, hit Washington, D.C. But the United States government got into a war that they didn't need to get into. The conflict had actually been uh, decided before the war ever started. This is, you know, this is one of the problems with communications at the time. And Mm. the United States government was spoiling for a conflict and it put its veterans lives on the line and likely the freedom of all of its citizens just to prove a point with Great Britain. And that point didn't get proven. Mm. Um, We were talking about Afghanistan and and South and uh, And why would they do that? Sorry to interrupt, but an important point. Um, Someone actually tweeted at uh, Free Talk Live during one of the breaks on tonight's show saying that uh, the fallacy that freedom is dependent or contingent on military aggression only serves to perpetuate the evil of the state. And I think that's important. And he said it really well. I like the way that he said that, because, you know, why would the government uh, just keep perpetuating wars? Because war is the health of the state. They want people to believe that they need the government uh, aggressing via the military in order to keep them free. And then people will continue to support them. And right. fund them. When was the last? Uh, when was the last defensive war? One would say that uh, Afghanistan was a defensive move against a, a nation that wouldn't bring uh, Osama bin Laden to justice. Well, and for that, a defensive war, it's been awfully. Um, it's been shifty. going on a long time. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, it's been the reasons, the rationale for it, and the justification have been awfully shifty. Well, like you said it's not just shifty; it's just wrong. I mean, it is not a defensive war. <laughs> right. The right. fact is, the Taliban, when it was in charge of Afghanistan, offered to give up Osama bin Laden to Saudi Arabia for a neutral third-party trial. I don't see a good reason to spend have spent two or three trillion dollars whatever the con- cost of this longest conflict in the, in the United States history, to have gone after a guy that they could have gotten just by agreeing to these terms. Mm-hmm. It was one of these sort of, uh, you know, by our terms or nothing situations. The United States knew that it could beat the Taliban, and the Taliban knew that that could happen. They were just people standing for what a principle that they believed. And Iraq turned out no weapons of mass destruction. Uh, you know, I mean, it starts going back and back. You're like a Persian Gulf. Now that one, eh, I kind of see, you know, like 
Iraq didn't have any business invading uh, Kuwait. Now, Saddam Hussein, who up until that point was the United States puppet uh, dictator, said that he was given the go-ahead to go into Iraq by the United States government. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, mm. well, and I'm not going to claim to know. wouldn't put it past them. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. Um, but <laughs> you know, I, you know what I remember about the Gulf War uh, being in first or second grade, and a um, a military member coming into the classroom and talking. You know, he was this great figure. We were supposed to look up to him and thank him, and he was gonna. You know, he was supposed to save us, and he was talking to the kids and telling them how great it was to go into war. And that stuff sticks with you. You know, like there is a huge cultural pressure and a huge expectation that soldiers are to be worshipped, essentially, like well, that. If the United it, States government actually worshipped them, then they, the Gulf War they um, yeah. veterans wouldn't be dying in droves. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are dying from something, and I don't know what they're dying from, and neither do they. And I, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's terrible what happens to the veterans. I think you have to go back to World War II to even come close to a defensive war. And I can make a great argument against that, too. Mm. So we'll go on Indeed. with the, uh, more points from this uh, email here uh, shortly. 855-450-FREE, Free Talk Live, 855-450. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. That's Sacral toll-free call-in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with me, Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-FREE. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want. We've been going through an email here sent in to us by, uh, well, somebody who I guess didn't like what Ian or I said about... Uh, this is one uh, the host from uh, you know the rest of the week, Ian, uh, my normal uh, weekday host, and you can uh, listen to Free Talk Live well seven days a week from seven p to ten p Eastern time on your local radio station or at freetalklive.com. Uh, what we had to say about um, I guess you know he was talking about sort of an economic fallacy about um, bases, military bases providing um, to the local economy in, in particular areas, and you know they do mm-hmm. provide to local economies, but they take from the greater economy to do so. So anyway, uh, Bitcoins, if you're looking for a way to have control of your own money, Bitcoin's the way to do it. They allow you to send and receive money on the Internet without paying any fees. I just did a transaction during the break here in Bitcoins, and it's fast and easy. Uh, Bitcoins, you can get a free online wallet for your Bitcoins at blockchain.info. It's great. It's encrypted right in your browser, and uh, you know you can keep your wallet, your, your, some of your money there. I wouldn't keep huge amounts at blockchain.info, but it's much better than the online other online wallets out there because they don't even know how much money you're sending and receiving because of their encryption techniques that they use. And with a blockchain wallet, you can send Bitcoins via email to your Facebook friends or to anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. All those uh, dictatorial regimes that want to prevent their citizens from sending and receiving money, not with Bitcoins. They offer it all for free at blockchain.info. Get your free wallet today. It's blockchain.info. 
So, Stephanie, let's go on with this email, shall we? Sure, I'm ready for it. Okay. Point number two from Eric. It would be a great step in the right direction if everyone, even girls, were forced to serve in the military at least two years. Why? Well, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of still shocked at that statement. <laughs> you're, you're stuck on the girls thing? N- not only okay. that, no, but like to, for anyone to say, oh, it would be so great if everybody were forced to serve in the military. Actually, they have that in most parts of the world. and uh, most, We call them regimes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not, not only that, but most people don't want to do it. Uh, and it, it's a great way, you know, kids are already mostly given to the state for a lot of their young lives anyway and in, indoctrinated with uh, worship for the government and statism. You know, why would you want to steal an extra two years of their life? And like we were saying in the beginning of the show, too, when you have a large army just standing around, you know, they're going to be used for something. And what they're trained for is is force. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously, you know, <laughs> go to the Army Navy story. There's there's T-shirts there that say that the, the army is an organization that kills people and breaks things. Sure. That's what they're That's supposed what they're to gonna do. do. <laughs> And if they have breaks next, them real bad, if they have boom, extra, like buildings, <laughs> they break buildings and power plants and schools and hospitals. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And if they have an extra two years of your life, I mean, really, they don't take enough from you already. I mean, I think what they steal from you in terms of time, in terms of money, in terms of. This is of, an advocation for slavery. Absolutely. That's, that's the end of the story. Absolutely. Let's talk about the reason that he's advocating slavery. Well, now, and wait a minute, the vet, too. The, the, the vet that called in too. said the same thing. Go ahead. Well, his statement, too, was, I, I thought, quite misogynistic as well, because, well, even girls, as if girls are lesser than boys or something like that. I think that, he, you know, I think he's speaking to the fact that uh, generally throughout human history, male have been conscribed and not females. I yeah, think that well, he wants to indoctrinate he, everybody. He didn't he say would. women either. He said girls. He's kind of like minimizing them. He does, you don't say, well, boys are joining the military, uh, right? He, he didn't say that, but he, nor did he specifically point out uh, men either. So yeah, I think well. it's difficult to know. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to know uh, what, what he means by that. Do I think yeah, that... Yeah, it's just a little bit of a... When I hear somebody refer to adult women as girls, it raises a little bit of a red without flag referring with, to adult men as boys. Yeah, exactly. It's a double standard. You can't argue. I don't. That. Well, yeah, I can. Um, I, I can argue that it's not a double standard because he did not say men, even men, men and girls should be, uh, you know, in, included in the military. Oh, but, that would be a double standard. Right, but you you said that before, like when people. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, yeah, I will argue that it's not necessarily a, a double standard, but. I can see why um, somebody somebody who's going in the military probably wants to be referred to as an adult, and sure. that, that person, um, you know, well, they're they're not treated as adults, right? In the military, uh, don't they always say like when you're 18, you know, the government considers you old enough to decide to join the military and to vote, but not to uh, drink alcohol, Indeed. and then they they never consider you adult enough to uh, use marijuana. <laughs> that much <laughs> right. is true. Let's go to Mike in San Antonio. He wants to talk about the draft. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, there's a reason why uh, civics aren't taught in school anymore. There's a reason why people aren't, when they go through grade school, they're, they're not introduced to the Constitution. Um, you know, James Madison and Ben Franklin and the Founding Fathers said that if all men are armed and proficient in the use of arms, there shall be not need or want of wardens or a standing army. And wardens, of course, were police. Oh, that makes sense. I did get yeah, civics. I went to school, high school about you know, uh, more than 10 years ago, uh, less than 15. And I did, I did have civics class, but we weren't taught about how to use guns or anything. <laughs> I had learned that on my own. <laughs> I don't think they, they right. teach. Uh, about- it, it, it makes absolute perfect sense that, I mean, if, 
you know, when there is a standing army, just like you just said, Stephanie, that they, they want to go out and do stuff. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're champing at the bit to go out and, and blow something up or kill something. And it's, if, if there is no standing army, how could we invade Iraq? How could we go to Afghanistan? I mean, the citizens are the army, and that's, that's just something that has not been taught, and people have forgotten about that, that we are all the army. Well, if all citizens are Mike, if if um, people in the military, you know, I think that people in the military often want to get out and see some action. But after they've seen that action for a hot week, they don't want to see any action ever again in their lives. Um, so I think that, you know, you're partially right. I think that mostly the politicians want to use the military as opposed to the military want to use the military. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I've always said for the longest time, and I'm I'm an honorably discharged Army veteran, and I was disenchanted when I got out. I didn't want anything to do with that ever again. And I I tell my nephews talk about going into the service, and I I try to dissuade them all the time. And it's I I don't even know what to say anymore about. It. I mean, the military is just they're, they're like strong men, like like the strong arm you know, force of a bunch of corrupt politicians. I mean, that's basically all they are. And I don't know why these kids in the military don't realize that. Who knows what they realize? They're probably just scared of uh, what the consequences would be, right? If they... that's, that's probably right. All right. I think, Thanks I, for the time. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. You know, it's interesting that uh, Free Talk Live always gets the uh, um, the brunt of the um, the complaints that we're anti-military, but we get vets calling this show all the time saying things like M- Mike just said that, mm, uh, you know, that the military- is interesting. I guess it wasn't bad enough for them to stop listening, right? <laughs> The military is, well, I mean, you know, he's saying the military is a strong arm force for a bunch of corrupt politicians. Yeah. And we can't I didn't really. say that. <laughs> I, I I see the point, and I think that it's valid. And I'll often say that um, you know I'll, I'll repeat points like that because I think that they are valid. And Mike is a veteran, too. but I'm he not a veteran, said. right? Like he said, he was honorably discharged. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it's much more difficult for somebody who didn't uh, wasn't in the military to make these statements because people you know believe that somehow your opinion is elevated once you've been in the military, specifically about military things. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Jeff. It looks like an Idaho. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, thanks. Hey, uh, I, I, on the draft thing, the only intelligent thing I ever heard supporting the draft was from Dwight Eisenhower. He said if every child was uh, was drafted, then every mother and father would be anti-war and would almost guarantee no war. Sure. And I, 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 I'm not an advocate of the draft. I just thought that was kind of stunning. Yeah. Charlie Rangel, um, the Democrat that that uh, I think it pr- proposes this every other year or something like that, as often as he can propose it, uh, proposes it for this reason that he believes that if there were a draft, that uh, people would be, you know, much less likely to send their own kids into harm's way. Yeah. Than, rather than let's get everybody some. Yeah, if you want war, get some skin in the game. But I'm so anti-war and anti-imperial. I, you know, I I don't even want to discuss it. It just is too emotional for me because I've been there. Where where have you been, you know, Jeff? So, well, I'm I'm one of the older guys. I was in Vietnam, and mm-hmm. that was just no fun at all. And yeah. and a lost cause from the minute I got there, we knew it was a lost cause, and mm-hmm. and it was just I don't know. But you know, I, I remember just sitting around with the guys, and geez, I wish we could get those guys that are arguing over the shape of the table, get them over here and let them do this. They they'd argue sitting in the mud. Thanks for the call, know? Jeff. Eight fifty five four fifty three. This is Mark of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the economic engine that powers our country. With a printing press tethered to Washington bureaucrats and New York central bankers, how can we trust paper money? 
For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. Again, 877 357 9938. 877 357 9938. Free Talk Live, 855 what we've been talking about is an email we got from uh, somebody who's upset, um, a veteran who's upset about, uh, I guess, you know, our lack of respect talking about vet- veterans is uh, his opinion. So I've been reading through it and I've it, it bothered me. It haunted me all week. And I, that's why I wanted to read it. So I'm going to go go on with it here. What, I just want to know. Well, after you read this, why why did it bother you so much? I imagine you get a lot of email like this. <sighs> I. For one, I think it's full of the sort of uh, statist, uh, quasi-religious beliefs that we've all been indoctrinated with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly I um, I am as big of an offender in this area, too. I was told all these things and believed all these things that I was told. Um, you know, for instance, his claim is, is that, uh, you know, the troops protect your freedom. And I think that the troops would protect my freedom if somebody asked them to protect my freedom, but that— Mostly what they've done in the last six decades is do the bidding of politicians in Washington, D.C. that really had nothing to do with protecting the freedom of American citizens. Yeah, the politicians were the biggest threat to your freedom, right? I think that the politicians are the biggest threat to my freedom and that the military does what they ask. That's what I think. Yeah. So, um, so, But why do you think, I mean, what about it was like sticking with you so much? I'm just trying to understand why. This individual? Yeah, just this. He's hurt. Yep. He he put his whole life, uh, or at least a portion of his life, out there doing this stuff. Yep. And I would have too. I you know I was ready to sign up for the military a couple of times, and it just didn't work out for me. Mm. So I'm not holding myself up as superior or better or smarter or any of those things. I believe that I've applied a certain amount of critical thinking to an area. I've got plenty of vets that back me up on it. If that matters, that uh, you know. You know that veterans must think this too in order for it to be a valid statement, and I I feel bad that this guy is clearly as hurt as he is um, in this, and yeah, that I've I communicated as poorly as I have. But to some extent, when you lay down the truth, people are going, and that truth is uh, you know contrary to what they've been, t- and they've been told lies all their life. They're going to uh, you know they're going to buck that. They're you not going to like it much. If you go to North Korea and you say that Kim Jong-un or whatever his name is, is not God's child, is not a man god, then you're, they're going to, they're, they're liable to rip the skin off of your bones that, because they're so scared of what it is that uh, might happen to them if they don't. Well, that's it. That's, it's the consequences of um, acknowledging that what you said is true. And there's a, a tremendous amount of social pressure yep. in this country. Social too. pressure. And I'm sure if you're talking about North Korea, then it's political uh, pressure, too. Yeah, like, it's even worse in, in North Korea. No yeah. doubt. I mean, obviously, any any kind of tyranny that's going on here in the United States, which is probably certainly among the top 20 freest countries in the world um, in speech, eh, it can be argued, uh, certainly freedom of the press. It's in the, the 40s. But uh, economic freedoms, it's in between eight and 18, depending on which lists you look at. I would think that 
yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pair, compare the United States to North Korea in that way, but I think that you can use an argumentum ad absurdum in this circumstance to look at the most absurd social pressures that are out there. Everybody in America knows that Kim Jong-sun isn't a man-god, right? Like, nobody's going to get upset here. Uh, yeah, sure. If you, if you can go over to... You know, pick a neutral country, Switzerland or something like yeah, that. They're not going to believe that crap. <laughs> you you might uh, be able to say, that, and then you say, well, the United States military has been uh, fighting for the freedom of the United States citizens for you know the last six decades or something like that. Then they might, you know, like really, that's what you think. Mm. They might be a little skeptical of that statement. So I think it depends on where you sit. Let's uh, talk to Keith in South Carolina. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, I want to address this uh, idea of uh, the draft. We actually do have an emergency draft. It's called the Selective Service. Yep, it exists. And in my in my in my opinion, it needs to be done away with because okay. it's discriminatory. And the reason I say it's discriminatory is if you or I, when you or I turn eighteen, if we don't uh, register for Selective Service, uh, then we can be denied student loans. We can deny you know, denied jobs. Uh, and various other things, whereas your co-worker there and other females in this country... Girls. Uh, if they don't, they, they're not required to. So either they need to get females when they turn 18 to... Um, How about we have nobody, uh, nobody be required to? They need to do away with the whole system altogether. Yeah, I'm how about we do to... away with the whole system altogether? I agree, it's discriminatory. I mean, people have said this to me before, and I I can't support anyone being forced to register for a draft. Of course not. You know, because basically, you know, um, it's like, say, if a guy, regardless of disability or whatever, right? Uh, he, you know, I, I have epilepsy. My seizures are controlled. and But when I was in high school and I turned 18, I was required to. Otherwise, I would be denied scholarships to college or... I couldn't get a car, or I, you know, whatever. Uh, but um, I, I could be de- I could be denied a job, you know. That's the truth. Uh, but you know, um, Keith, any I- girl that I knew in high school, she wasn't required to do that. So uh, we need to just do away with the whole system, and that's what needs to be brought up to our elected officials, on, regardless of what their political affiliation. You don't think that's been brought up to them? I think it's been brought up to them. The same requirement on females. Yep, I, I agree with you, Keith. Thanks for the call. Eight fifty five four fifty free. I think it's probably brought, been brought up to some of them, but they yeah. since it's, nothing's been de- being done, there's really no motivation to uh, to get rid of it. Yeah, um, you know, I you know I had a friend in college. Well, not really a friend, just somebody who lived uh, near me, and he registered for he um somehow got on the draft board the local draft board which they are still staffing because mm-hmm. you know at some point i wish i knew about this local draft board where is this thing who is on the local draft board I, here in new he, hampshire he, i don't know he had some he made some kind of like slimy political connection and he was all about like hey i'm just gonna i you know i think the government's crap but i'm gonna use it to my advantage mm-hmm. And so he got on the draft board, and he was getting a check every month. How much? He, uh, little, like, you know. Tiny draft. $17 or something like okay. that. And he was getting pens. He was getting, like, stationery uh, <laughs> that said draft board and had his name on it and stuff like it's that. Weird. It was very weird. So, But he got all this, all these perks for a draft board that's not doing anything, you know. And I think that's really silly. 
And of course, I agree. It's not fair that men are forced to do this and women are not. But I wouldn't say that that means, yeah, we should force women to, too. How about nobody has to suffer? How about we just get rid of it for everybody? If it's if it's such a good deal, you don't need to draft people into it. Absolutely. And if the nation if people don't want to rush to the aid of the nation, maybe that nation isn't worth saving. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that just that just makes sense to me. If you can't get people to freely, uh, you know, try to defend your nation, then maybe your nation has uh, run its course. I'm not saying that's true in this case, but I just don't think we need this. Uh, particular All empires come to an end eventually. That much is true. So going on with the email here from Eric, um, and he was saying that uh, every should everybody should be forced to serve in the military for at least two years. Why? Because then. They would be sent overseas and see the good the U.S. military does instead of just the (laughs) blind rage at the troops that you see in the mainstream media, especially CNN, ABC, New York, the New York Times, the Washington Post, USA Today, MSNBC, NBC, Oprah Winfrey's channel, Current TV, (laughs) MTV and NPR. Have you ever seen rage at the military (laughs) on any of these channels? In fact, I was going to say I've seen the exact opposite. That just seems like blatant, you know, worshiping the troops. Kind I don't know about worshiping the, the troops in the state. I, I, what, what I see is, you know, no critical analysis of foreign policy is yeah, what my concern is. That's accurate. Yeah. I, I don't think that the troops create foreign policy by any stretch. I oh. think that the troops probably hate the foreign policy the most, as evidenced by the fact that, uh, you know, Ron Paul, who wanted to get the troops out of these all these 130 nations that they're in was the highest politician who was uh, you know donated to for the presidential campaign by military members and he was in 2008 also mm, that's a statement yeah people in the military they get the ideas of freedom my uh, you know high school buddy who w- went into the air force uh, he you know he's he's a libertarian and reposts like all my stuff on facebook i mean <laughs> and mm. my stuff is all anti-war yeah all anti-war i i don't want to be anti-veteran but I have a difficult time being, um, you know, pro soldier, sailor, marine when they're currently, you know, sort of as a group currently they're doing the things that the politicians want. I mean, how well? I I don't know what else to do about that. Yeah, uh, the the times that I've been confronted with the situation, well, don't you support the troops? Somebody asked me a question like that. Um, the best I can really come up with to to respond to that is just. Yeah, I support them. I support bringing them home and taking them out of harm's way Mm. and not perpetuating these useless wars. So Eric goes on here and uh, we'll we'll continue here. Can't wait to see what he says next. Third hour. (laughs) What what he thinks we should be forced to do and pay for. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. Free free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Kicking off the third hour of uh, the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, it's Mark. And Stephanie. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about at 855-450-3733. 
Again, it's 855-450-3733. And when you're doing your holiday shopping this year, please consider shop.freetalklive.com. It takes an extra moment for you to do your shopping at, say, Amazon or Newegg. We have several retailers, though, but those are probably chief among them. Amazon certainly is the uh, the bulk of uh, sort of the paychecks and um, that we get off of uh, you know people's online shopping. And you can you know you can help us by just a quick few extra clicks. I think it's two or three extra clicks by going through shop.freetalklive.com. And we're reading an email here from uh, Eric who uh, sent this to me a couple of days ago, and it really stuck in my mind. And so I we generally don't read emails. This is, emails are a very bad way to communicate with Free Talk Live because likely you will not get uh, your email read, and I don't discuss issues via email. Why? Because I have an internationally or nationally syndicated radio talk show and i can talk to tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people depending on the evening and i'm not going to spend time typing out emails to people on one particular issue that they Mm -hmm. have um, so that they can send back their rebuttals so that i can send back my rebuttals so this can go on ad infinitum until one of us finally gives up (laughs) if you want to talk about it please call here's a tip if you want mark to me or actually me i i appreciate this too to read your email uh, especially if you have something you want us to look at, like a story or something, you're going to have to convince us why it's worth looking at. Like, give us the executive summary or something because yeah, I don't time like reading assignments. Check this out. Link no. <laughs> yeah, I don't click on those. I, I, I can't. I, I always wonder whether you know it's a virus or something. Right. You know, I, I know people are busy, and especially I've had a of- couple of bad experiences where I did where somebody sent me a link. You know. Youngin that I was early in my radio career, somebody sends me a link and says, oh, I think you'd really like this. So I click on it and it's something that I really didn't like, okay. <laughs> like just something inappropriate. Know, yeah. Gotcha. So let's go on with uh, Eric's email here. He is uh, suggested um, in the first email that there would be no freedom. There would be no economic freedom if it wasn't for the um, for the troops. And, you know. I think that there's some validity to that, but I think largely it's it's not true, and, and we addressed that earlier. And if you want to get that, you can go to freetalklive.com, and the uh, archive will be up available right on the front page about a half an hour after we turn off the microphones here in the last segment. But going on with number two, he's saying that uh, everybody should be drafted for at least two years, um, so that uh, you know they would not exp- so that they'd see what the mili- all the good the military does uh, around the world. My uncle, by the way, was uh, everybody should be forced to serve in the military so they have the same perspective as me, and then that's nobody what will it is. Disagree with it's me. an indoctrination idea, mm-hmm. and you know I can just as easily say, well, everybody should do what I think they should do. They should go to the school I think they should go to. They should be taught the things I think they thought that they should be taught. This is a suggestion that the military way is the right way. Everybody should go to jail. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) You know, I I, I spent some time in prison and I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Why shouldn't you go there? (laughs) So, um, I mean, anyway, going on with this statement here, if two or three or however many there are of you served in the military, you would also see uh, other countries and be able to compare them to this country. I've seen... Many countries. I don't have to go into the military to see them. Yep, you can see them on a voluntary basis. Imagine that. We, you might have learned to appreciate we have and why we have it and who to thank for it. The troops, in parentheses. Um, so he's answering the question who we have to thank for what we have in this country. And we, first off, we have lots of military vets that uh, work with and on Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. And as you've heard this evening, there have been lots of military vet callers that have sympathy for these ideas that we talk about. Yep. I try to be as gentle as I can with these particular issues because I know the 
respect that people have for veterans. And I do too. I, I know what they put on the line. Yep. I, I genuinely, you know, I can see the hurt that you're talking about in Eric's email. And I really do feel bad that he's not getting what he expected out of being a veteran. Let's see if you, you know? feel bad now. Uh, d- <laughs> number three, does your country, does, does our country have problems? Yes. But in our country, it's a democracy. So it's your fault that we have problems. Oh, my. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like he's he's uh, he likes to blame somebody else. You know, he, he likes to blame people. For things that he doesn't it's like. not the troops fault it's your fault that he's we doing a lot of shaming and blaming isn't he <laughs> it seems like it i mean i don't see how look i don't have to take that personally i mean i i don't i don't agree that it's he did my say fault. it's your fault right so i don't i don't believe <laughs> he's watching you to take fault. it personally oh i know he wants me to but i don't i mean because i don't believe that it's my fault that politicians have set up a rigged system and you know i that they have eroded freedoms you know i can't change that as an individual i can't do anything about it really i can spread ideas i can get on the radio here on free talk live and talk about it but it's not my fault and it's not your fault mark and it's not anybody's fault that they're being oppressed and enslaved and eric is too that's I, the thing that he may not realize he's he is uh being his life is being harmed just as ours is because of the lack of freedoms and the, the stuff that we're losing. Yeah, and on Free Talk Live, we're advocating not only for our freedoms, but for everybody's freedoms, Eric's included. Absolutely. Now, I voted in the last election, and I can't think of a single person who got in that I wanted to get in. Me too. Uh, I didn't vote, but didn't I can't vote. think of a single person that I wanted to get in. <laughs> well, you don't vote because you don't uh, you, you think it's immoral to vote. Or I'm not exactly sure what your reasons for not voting are, but uh, I, I did vote. We could so talk about that if you want. But well, we, I, I want to get through this, this email, email. I, I, and I do. I would love to hear the reasons why you don't think it's a, a good idea to vote, but um, or why you don't vote. I don't know if you don't think it's a good idea, but uh, you know, I did vote. So how can you call it my fault? I voted, and none of the people well, I wanted to get in got do? in. Well, Mark, you're supposed to join the military, too, and you're No, no, to... it's not the troops' fault. <laughs> so, therefore, I guess joining the military doesn't mean that I would have any control oh, the, over the way the count. country goes. Excuse me. I, I Although people in the military um, do have, uh, you know, some control over the direction that the, the country goes. I mean, there's all kinds of people that have uh, that have been in the military that have stood for things, and those things have caused change over time. So, yeah, sure. You're just as much of a citizen in the military as you are anywhere else. They'd like you in the military to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to, to act like a citizen. They no. don't want you to act like you have rights. You're different. They yeah. don't want you to act like you have an opinion. But you can. You can have all those things, and it's a right. You know, there's a lot of, uh, as I said before, blaming and shaming in this email and um, kind of an aggressive tone, I would say. And when people have ideas that are uh, valid and stand up to logic, you know, they don't need to yell in order to get those points across. They don't need to insult anybody or shame anybody. They Their ideas will stand on their own merit, you know, because they pass the logical tests. But in this case, it seems like there is a lot of this sort of yelling and blaming going on and so it just doesn't you know doesn't really speak to the quality of these ideas well uh, eric has a question for you did you even vote in the last election never mind if you voted for the right guy or not whoever that might be um or if you uh, even voted at all apparently jill stein doesn't count um or if you even um or have you ever even voted at all probably not because usually the squeaky wheel is the one that has too much grease (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, I have voted before. I didn't vote in this last election, and I'm, I'm happy about my choice not to vote. Can you, in one sentence, uh, tell me why you don't vote? It, it's not going to make a difference, and I'm way happier not doing it. Statistically invalid, and you're, yeah. you know, having Absolutely. worrying it's, your there's mind There's a personal it. cost to me, and it doesn't make a difference anyway. 
Let's go to Cole, listening in Austin. Cole, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to chime in on the uh, mandatory military service thing. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'm, a, I'm a military veteran myself. All right. And the uh, thing is, you, you can't force somebody for that choice. You're going to get a totally different result out of that soldier than you would out, out of a voluntary one. That's the yep. that, that's the 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 military's argument against <laughs> against the draft. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, I even even with the voluntary service, you get people that realize they made a mistake while they're in, you know, and they kind of half-heartedly commit to it. And you know, whether you want to, I don't know, or whether whether you believe in the cause or not, still uh, because it was a voluntary thing, you know, I still want to fulfill the obligation I, I, I pledged to and do a good job at it, you know. Why do you Regardless. think the military wants to keep people in, Cole, that don't want to be there? I mean, mm. I really I really wonder about this. It, you know, this this four years or six years, actually it's eight years with the uh, inactive ready reserve, but there's eight years that you sign up for. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't they want people of, that want to be there? A lot of people will just accept it, but yeah, I'll let Cole answer. Cole? Well, uh, yeah, I have a story about that. I was uh, uh, in seven years. Cole, you break it up. I appreciate the call. 855-453-FREE. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. 855-453. I want to tell you about manventureoutpost.com. If you're looking for hunting gear, right now it's hunting season many places around the country. Actually saw a truck parked by the side of the road. Somebody's out uh, hunting on the way home. I noticed, um, you know, the earlier, maybe yesterday or the day before. So I'm pretty sure it's going on here in New Hampshire. I hear gunfire in, in the woods, but I hear gunfire in the woods at my out of my house all the time anyway. You'd think they were exchanging fire across my property, um, the neighbors. Uh, wow. It, it makes me feel fine, though. It doesn't bother me. Anyway, um, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com is the place to go to get it. They've got the name brands you want at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, Firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Don't, don't take my word for it. I have checked, and every item I've gotten from uh, you know knives and apparel and uh, so many other things I've gotten from ManVentureOutpost.com. I guess it's been mostly knives. <laughs> but... Well, you know, I got a pension for knives. What am I going to tell you? Anyway, um, uh, 
you can uh, go to manventureoutpost.com. Check the prices for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. I want to go on with this uh, email we got from um, Eric here. Yep. And in it, he is pointing out that uh, I guess the the country's messed up um, in the last uh, one. He was pointing out the country's messed up because it's a democracy and – um, if I didn't vote, it's my fault or something. I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. And I did vote and the, none of the people that I wanted to get in got in. So what's the big deal? And by the way, even if I voted for, for or against Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, it wouldn't have made a difference. There wasn't nope. a single state out of the 57 districts that voted, that had an electoral, uh, vote, one electoral vote or more. Not a single one of them was decided by one vote. So me going to vote wouldn't have made a difference. There are, uh, what, four people in the whole studio here? If every one of us had voted for the same person and gone to the uh, same in the same state and voted, there wasn't a single state that was separated by four votes. Mm, no. Sorry, you can't claim that it's some individual's fault for not voting, for the country being messed up. You can't. It statistically doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not factual. It's just kind of an that emotional appeal. That thesis has been rig- rendered invalid. Right. Well, like you said, he wants to, I guess, get under our skin, right? He's trying to provoke something from us. Mm-hmm. And saying, well, it's your fault is a way of doing that. But we don't, you know, we don't have to take that personally because we know that it's just not factual, right? Well, and, and also it takes the responsibility away from the troops. The troops uh, take an oath, swear an oath to defend the country against enemies foreign and domestic. Now... If you believe that the country is on the wrong track and has been populated by enemies in Washington, D.C., and I can tell you there are a lot of people that do, and a lot of those people are in the military, isn't it their oath that they should go do something about it? Isn't that, isn't that the time for a coup? I'm not, I'm not advocating a coup because I don't think it'll uh, you know, result in anything good, but I didn't swear an oath to the Constitution. <laughs> right. So let's go to uh, point number four here. We are the men and women um, referring to the military. I'm surprised that he organized this numerically, but also had such poor grammar. (laughs) Well, I love after every one of them, it's defeat number three, defeat number two. Like he he defeats (laughs) our logic uh, without speaking to me. Anyway, and I I offered him the opportunity to call in. I got no response. And this, and and like I said, this email has been eating at me. So I wanted to to talk about it. Yeah. Do you think he's listening? I'm going to let him know that uh, this uh, show we uh, addressed his email. Okay. So number four. Uh, We, the men and women who give up our freedoms and rights to the government in exchange for the opportunity to serve you and the opportunity to get paid, right? And the, you know, all the things that go with it. It's a job. And let's not forget that. Certainly, some people take the job for the love of country and the opportunity to serve the country or whatever the, the story is that they're told. I contend that they're not serving the country because there's no way you can serve 300 million people because those people have different wants and needs. Mm. That in fact, you are serving the government. But How whatever. can one person even represent two people with different opinions on things, right? Yeah. Um, but besides that... Um, he goes on here, in, I enjoy thinking that in some small way I help to make the world a better place for my family to grow up in. You can think it. Okay. I'd like to know how we're freer as a result of any of the military conflicts that went on in the last yeah. six decades. Because I don't know. I think everybody wants to think that, that like they want to contribute to the world in some way. Right. But you're right. Uh, how has that actually taken place? You know, besides just saying I've made a difference in the world, how, how have you made a difference? By what do, being in the military. What do you do to make a world, the world a better place? 
Oh, nothing. That's what I thought. Defeat number four. Um, so, <laughs> give us a, okay. No room to get in there, huh? Eric, I think that whatever you're doing now is far better for everyone in America yes. than w- serving in the military. That's what I believe because I believe serving in the military. He, what if he's a cop? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I still contend uh, that you know doing the military's bid, doing the bidding of the uh, the politicians in Washington D.C. and the military doesn't really do anything for freedom. And if you're working in the free marketplace, you're doing far more. Yeah, I you're do, creating some value instead of taking value by force from other people and. Putting it into a machine, a military machine, whose purpose is to destroy, you know, and to kill, like you said, to kill people and break things, like their T-shirt says. What do you want? What do I do? I every day of the week, every day of the week, work on Free Talk Live to bring the message that is unheard to America: the message of freedom, the message of liberty, the message that is advocated by many veterans and people and civilians alike. That's what I do. I could be doing a show someplace else in a bigger city making more money. Absolutely. Free Talk Live has been offered these things, and we don't do it because we won't be bought. We won't say – we won't be forced to say things that are popular because they're popular. We will only say things because we believe they're right. We could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong on these points, but I won't say it unless I believe it. That's what I do. I speak my highest truth on a microphone to hundreds of thousands of people every week. That's what I do to, to add value. You may not like it. You may not think that's a value. But standing post in Iowa is probably not protecting things either. That's I would what say my that, dad did, by the way, um, is mm. he uh, Amanda Howitzer in Iowa for the Korean War. Mm. So, I mean, you know, what's that doing? Yeah. Number five. You also have a son that you're taken care of and... Trying to give him a better place, right? Making the world a better place in in that way. I would say that I don't, I'm not responsible for justifying to, uh, what's his name, Eric? Eric. The things that I do to make the world a better place. But yeah, I mean. You are working on medicines that will save human lives though, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's all (laughs) you need to say. Number five, keep your hate, your negativity, and your downright laziness and misunderstanding. I don't think I hate. I try not to hate. I do my very best every day not to hate. Um, does negativity mean disagreeing with you? Is that what that means? Because it could I, be. I could. I could. Yeah, or maybe he's telling you that you know he has some disagreements with you. He's just telling you in kind of a. I just. I feel like I look accusatory at, way. I want to be told. I, I want these things explained to me. Mm-hmm. And if I can understand new ideas, I really can. Eight fifty five four fifty free. If you could explain it to me, free talk live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line. 
855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about here on our live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. First, I want to tell you about Strategic Survival. It is a general preparedness guide with survival advice. And it, you know, it's really this sort of compendium, this omnibus. There's all kinds of reasons why you would want your family to be prepared for you know, some kind of situation, whether it's a natural disaster. You can believe that the people that were prepared down in uh, New York and New Jersey had it a lot better than the people that weren't. And, but it you know, might be all kinds of things. The electrical grid apparently is uh, rather unstable. Uh, the claim is made. Uh, I, I couldn't know. I, I know nothing about the electrical grid. I've seen uh, evidence on both sides. There on the are lots of, I know there are lots of people who don't trust it. Indeed. They want to go off the grid. <laughs> and, um, you know, to EMPs, I was uh, watching a, um, a future weapons episode. I'm probably the, um, the, the most well-educated peacenik when it comes to uh, military devices out there. I watch the military <laughs> channel all the time. And future weapons are talking about an EMP device and, you know, how easy this would be to set off and how many countries have these kind of things and, you know, what it would be like um, if, that, if the, such a thing happened. Doesn't seem terribly likely, but then again, not everything does. And nothing seems likely until it happens. So strategicsurvival.com, this book you should have. If you are interested in being prepared at all, you should order a hard copy from strategicsurvival.com and put it in your uh, you know, survival area, your little box or whatever it is that you've got there. You should use it to practice and uh, train with. It has uh, all kinds of recommendations for that. You should get a Kindle edition of this book and then see if you can read it after the EMP goes off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's strategicsurvival.com. Going back to uh, Eric, who emailed in, we've uh, pretty much spent the whole show uh, talking about this particular email. And um, on his point number five, we had uh, addressed a portion of it. He said, keep your hate, your negativity, your downright laziness and misunderstanding, refer- referring to our opinions on the military you know, and veterans, I can't guess. can't help, but the, the thought comes to mind that a lot of people project uh, their own stuff onto others. Like, here he is writing us an incredibly negative, hateful email that is full of some misunderstandings. And he's saying, he's telling us to keep our misunderstandings to ourselves and our negativity, right? I think that if you have a strongly held belief that, um, you know, that's usually, if somebody has a strongly held belief, that's where you're going to see them get the most offensive. And I think that a lot of people have strongly held beliefs. Especially when that belief is not backed by evidence. Now, we've heard on this evening here on the show, we've heard several veterans call in and give their opinions on the military and, you know, the, the pain and um, things that have happened to them there. And, you know, I, that's their opinion. It's I'm only I'm only representing their opinion to some extent. I do feel for veterans and I do think that they should get what they were promised. Yep. I think that not the politicians in Washington. They could care less about a veteran once they're out of the military. Well, government loves to train people to be pitted against one another instead of seeing the real problem, which is not it's left versus right or it's female versus male or white versus black or whatever. But it's you against the state or the state against you, essentially. Yep. So he says, we will still serve you and still protect your ability to change this world and this government in any way you see fit. Well, I do try my very best to change this world and this government, but I you know, I, 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 that's, that's all I can say is I do my very best at it. The government doesn't seem interested at all sure. in anything that I want to do to shrink its size. I think you could argue, Mark, that I mean, I'm sure you've heard from people over the years that have said, look, you know, listening to Free Talk Live, my life is different because of that. 
Absolutely. I've learned some new ideas. Maybe I've moved to New Hampshire or whatever, but I'm sure that it's affected a lot of people's lives. He said, I made, um, I made my oath to the Constitution, to the people, and just because I'm out of the military, RE1 honorable discharge, by the way, doesn't mean my oath doesn't Congratulations. matter. Yeah, well, I'm glad you got out. <laughs> and thanks for what you're, whatever you're doing for freedom today, Eric. Um, in Christ, this is what just set me off. Ooh. This was the end of it for me. Like, this is where <laughs> I went from, man, I feel bad the way I've, uh, you know, uh, you know, made this guy He's feel. He's got Christ on his side. <laughs> to grinding my teeth in upset. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. You know what? Christ doesn't support your organization intent upon killing people. Sorry. You might have a chaplain there, and he might tell you that, uh, oh, I don't know, Christ came not to bring peace but to bring a sword. He found himself one verse. Or, you know, a couple. there's a couple of verses in there, things like that, you know, to sell your cloak and buy yourself a sword. But, yeah, if, if Jesus Christ uh, really was God, and I suspect he, you know, probably was a, you know, just a spiritual dude, that's, that's the way I see it, then... I don't think that, you know, I don't think God loves the, your military more than the other militaries. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I assume every military would assume that God is on their side. Yeah. And that they are fighting for a holy cause that is greater than themselves. I, I, you could believe that many of the people in the Middle East, especially in um, Afghanistan, believe exactly that. Mm-hmm. So, so who's right? Yeah. This whole in Christ thing is this is what backs up the idea that this is a religious war going on, that this is a conflict between cultures, that we want them to act like us, more like us, and then we will be more comfortable with them. It is also an appeal to authority, which is a logical fallacy, right? Sure. This authority figure says the same thing as me. Jesus so agrees I must be with right. me. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. you know what Jesus said? Jesus said if, you're, uh, <laughs> if your neighbor demands your coat to give him your, your shirt too. If your neighbor slaps you on one face and uh, one side of your face to turn the other side. The military is not about either of those things. Yeah, I don't acknowledge the uh, legitimacy or authority of Jesus as somebody that I'd want to follow. So I can't really speak to that. I, I think that everything that's written about him, um, generally, you know, the, the stuff that he's supposed to have said, it's kind of interesting things um, in there, and I, I like a lot of it. It's the stuff sure, that a lot of things are interesting. Maybe has been the... <laughs> created around it that bothers me. You know, I think that the Christian religion, the Christian religion for the first thousand years was a pacifist religion. Eric, as a, a member of the military, would have a certain level of shunning in Christian, com- um, you know, in, in more primitive Christian mm. communities. It's only what happened with uh, really, you know, Charlemagne and the uh, adoption of Christianity into the Germanic cultures upon the fall of Rome and that kind of thing. That's when it, the military, you know, the more uh, militaristic Germanic cultures that populated the Roman army. Um, those that's where the whole militarism that's when Jesus uh, put down uh, the the shepherd's crook and picked him up self him up up a sword and that's where these changes occurred yeah every time this discussion comes up like the ta- the relationship between religion and um, nationalism or militarism every time this comes up I just can't help but thinking this is why it's so important to me to reject religion outright because fundamentally anything that's faith-based that People believe without evidence, without critical thinking, uh, is, you know, those who can make you believe absurdities will make you commit atrocities, right? Isn't that the saying? 
It, I, it, it certainly is. I think religion organized religion, I believe that that's the case. Um, you know, I tend to differ with you on this particular uh, subject yeah. when it comes down I to... I even reject disorganized religion. Yes, but... I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're rejecting religion based on um, what you think the results but are... But the state that's is a, religion, though. That's another I agree. Th- the state is a religious... It is. These are religious beliefs. It's a faith-based belief. Yes. There's no evidence for it, right? Right. I mean, there's, there's no evidence that uh, they're certainly they're doing the right thing. I just see them as incredibly similar. And often they're tied together and used to justify one another, too. You can show historically the things that uh, the military and the state have done throughout U.S. history and point to them, you know, as they become declassified. And, you know, people will say, well, that was then. That was then. That was then. That was then. We've done it better now. We got it better now. And, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe the state is better now. But it's certainly much more in your life. It's certainly costing you a lot more money. It's certainly much deeper, um, you know, into our culture than it ever was before. Yeah. So the government only grows. And I'd be curious what these military members say, like the veterans or the people who are in right now. You know, I've heard that if you're in the military, you have to have a religion. It doesn't matter which one, but if you're an atheist, it's not going to go over well. And there's a reason for that, because they're so tied together. I can't imagine that that's true these days. I mean, there's so many agnostics out there. Yeah. Okay. 855-450-FREE. You can certainly answer that question or any other. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live. Well, you know, there aren't any calls on the line, so we can call us at 855-450-3733. We might be able to squeeze you in. If not, we've got a little Man bit Witch here. on the phones. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out about that if you listen to the early seasons of Free Talk Live. <laughs> you can find them at archives.freetalklive.com. These would be the uh, pre-2006 <laughs> episodes that you can only get through uh, seeding the uh, the peer-to-peer um, You can stuff. download a torrent. Download there, a torrent. There are okay. torrent links to uh, those seasons. I think they're on archives.freetalklive.com. I'm not sure. And these are the old episodes of Free Talk Live. Uh, they're before they're we gold. <laughs> they're <laughs> wonderful. Amusing. I think it's uh, most amusing to uh, just listen to you know how the show's changed. Um, you know the, the differences in the uh, the cast of. I characters. think it's really brave to put them out there. I do. Well, there you go. That yep. it must mean that they're horrifying to listen to. <laughs> 855 450 free. Um, so that concludes our email from uh, Eric, and uh, you know. Like I said, emails aren't the greatest way to uh, to communicate with us, but sometimes I feel moved to read them, and so there you go. That's uh, that's the email from Eric. Do you? Um, I just want to ask Mark. I'm curious how you feel now that we've discussed his email at length. Do you feel be- any better? I think so. I mean, I think that uh, you know I've gotten some of the ideas off my chest. These are the you know the I, I used to believe like he did. That's the thing. I used to believe those things, yeah. and I, I get why people um, you know believe them. I do really do, but. When you start applying critical thinking skills in those areas, and no one encourages this. Nowhere are you encouraged to critically think about <laughs> no, whether the government discourage. is doing the right thing. Mm. 
And that's, you know, that's all the military is, is, uh, you know, it's the weaponized wing of the government. Yeah, it's the uh, the fist at the arm of the state, right? The military and the police. So let me read real quick. Uh, I've got a little uh, research here. I guess it was done by Johnson. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Apparently, the um, in 1990, the U.S. ambassador, April Galspi, um, asked the uh, Iraqi high command to explain the military preparations and progress, including the massing of Iraqi troops on the um, Kuwaiti border. The American ambassador declared to her Iraqi interlocutor that Washington, inspired by the friendship and not con- and by confrontation, does not have an opinion on the dis- disagreement between Kuwait and Iraq, stating, we have no opinion on the Arab-Arab conflicts. She also let Saddam Hussein know that the U.S. did not intend to start an economic war against Iraq. These statements may have caused Saddam to believe that he had received a diplomatic green light from the United States to invade Kuwait. And it goes on after that, and um, you can read it. It looks like a uh, Wikipedia article, but um, it's got it's you know full of uh, different footnotes here, and it's all from uh, Wikipedia. You can go look it up yourself and read about it, but. Yeah, I can absolutely see why Saddam Hussein believed that he had the green light from the United States government if they said they weren't going to get involved in his uh, Arab and Arab yeah, conflict. Yeah, yep, go ahead, no opinion, get involved. Go Let's ahead. go here to uh, Scott in North Carolina. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, hey there. Um, uh, I just have a comment and then, I guess, kind of a question. Sure. But I just want to, I'm a brand new listener. And Uh-oh. unfortunately, where I live, we only get you like one night a week. Okay. But... Uh, Anyways, my comment is that I think the reason that uh, our country is, is so messed up in a lot of ways is because 99.9% of radio or, or, or media is not like you guys. I know there's you know a handful of companies. If you drive from North Carolina to California, you're pretty much going to hear the same you know news, same entertainment because of the huge mm-hmm. companies that own all the radio stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know how you slipped through, but I really appreciate you guys' show. Well, thank you for that, Scott. I'll tell you the reason that we slipped through is because um, we did this – we were at a uh, talk radio convention, my partner Ian and I. uh, Stephanie is my Sunday host, and thank goodness she's here, but (laughs) she's generally not on the other six days of the week. And um, the 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 publisher of Talkers Magazine, the basically the only magazine in the Talkers talk radio industry, said that we had done the impossible, and I think it's true because we didn't know we couldn't. Um, we thought that uh, you you got an, you got out there with an idea and you built your show from the ground up. Apparently, what you do is you get hired by a major um, syndication company and they build your show from the top down. And I had no okay. idea. Ian had no idea, and you know that's how it happened. I had one quick question. Um, I heard of a group. I don't know anything about them, but they're called Prometheus. And what they, what I heard is they're traveling around, and they, from what I understand, they're kind of a grassroots group that like helps local communities actually start their own radio station. And from what I understand, mm-hmm. there's going to be, I think, in in uh, 2013, there's going to be a lot of low power FM licenses available. Yes, as I understand, that, that much is true. I know nothing else about what you're talking about, but that much is true. Okay, gotcha. Well, I thought that might change the landscape. You know, if there's more opportunity for locals to actually, you know, start having their own radio stations, you'd hear a lot more diversity. But I think that anyway, that's true. Th- thanks so much for what you do. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate the call. Appreciate it. Um, do you know, Mark? I'm curious if these newly available licenses in 2013 is it going to be as onerous to get one of those as it typically is? Because don't you have to pay like several thousand dollars just to apply for one from the FCC? And then they can deny you and lose your application. They should and stuff. be relatively easy to get. Oh. They they should be um, available mostly to not for profits. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be able to do it. Even if it was not for profit 
created solely to have the radio station. Yep. Um, they will be non-coms, non-commercial, um, as I understand it, and you won't be able to play ads at all. So um, if if they play Free Talk Live, they're going to have to play um, during the commercial breaks. They're going to have to play things that are approved for non-coms. Non-coms can play ads. They just can't play what the government defines as an ad. It cannot have a call to action. Um, it, you cannot have a superlative in it. I can say st- – uh, you know, Stephanie is great, but I can't say Stephanie's the best, um, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I can say that uh, Stephanie cooks pies, but I can't say go get one of Stephanie's pies now. I and, see. Uh, you know, that I don't think you can mention sales and all kinds of things. Um, there's 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 specifics, but huh. I think I've given you two of them. And people, of- as usual, find some way to get around them. I don't know. I mean, I think that most of these low powers will probably be bought up by churches and uh, grassroots organizations. But one of the difficulties is, is that. One of the reasons that Free Talk Live's on the air for 10 years now is because we make money doing it. Um, Ian and I, uh, this is a full-time job. We didn't start making money until 2006, and that was four years into it. And mm-hmm. frankly, what the money we made in 2006 isn't worth counting, so let's call it five years into it <laughs> um, before we even started getting any kind of living wage. And frankly, that really came because of uh, Sakel CAI deciding to be an angel, uh, Jason Osborne over there being an angel for the show. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the angels, it's pretty tough to have the message that we have. Scott called in and thanked us for it, and I, I totally appreciate that. But I can tell you, as an advertiser, it's difficult to pr- promote Free Talk or to advertise on Free Talk Live because we say things that aren't necessarily popular. They may be right. You know, they may be right. Depends on what your and opinion is. And they may be is. entertaining and keep people listening. Yep. They, hopefully, they're entertaining and keep people listening. We try our very best. We're on ten years. Hopefully, we're doing it. But you know, they're not necessarily popular. We take, uh, we try to look at things from a critical standpoint. And I, I've got to say that I think that there's a lot of things wrong with this country and this world. And you're not going to get, you're not going to, you're not going to change those things by, you know, sugarcoating them. You're not going to change those things by saying, oh, well, you know, let's take little tiny baby steps in this area. What we won't tell people about where we're going. We're just going to tell them about, you know, the next baby step. I think we got to talk about where we're going. Yep. I think we got to talk about human freedom. We got to talk about rights theory. We've got to talk about how you, as the government, have no, or as the state, uh, you know, what government people out there, that you have no legitimate authority over me. You don't own this land called the United States. You don't, I mean, you didn't, if you do own it, you certainly didn't come about it in a uh, fair fashion. You killed, your, killed, threatened, and took your, your, uh, this land, and that doesn't make it yours. So therefore, I have no obligation to follow your rules. I'll follow moral rules, but I don't think yours are moral. Mm. And that's really what it comes down to. I, don't, I, I see no legitimacy to the organization calling itself the state. Yeah. I agree that we need some kind of organizations to control human behavior, but I think that there needs to be competition in those in that area. I think if there's competition in, in the area of protective services and things like that, that you'll probably have something that works better. And this is just the next step down the line. If you would have told people living under a king in the 14th century that – you know, the people could vote on stuff and come to a conclusion, by the way, the, the average serf probably never heard about uh, Athens, um, then they'd have thought you were insane. The idea of a republic, this makes no sense. You can't live without a monarch. Well, <laughs> the fact is we've shown that you can do it, and it's got its problems. Democracy has its problems, and 
But democracy, it's not the end all be all. Democracy not is, a, is not the end This is not the end of human evolution. Yeah. This We've is, got places to go uh, up, onward and upward. This is, um, it's, it's an evolution of, of an agrarian society from one person telling many what to do to, um, and basically it moved into a kingdom in the same way, um, you know, there to many people telling many people what to do. And I think that it really needs to come down to the individual telling the individual what they're what they need to do you know that they're yeah. they can they can be governed but they need to be governed in a fashion that they have some kind of say so about and you really don't have a say so in a in a um, in democracy because you only have a tie-breaking vote it's been mark with you and stephanie you can find us at freetalklive.com thanks for listening stephanie real quick uh, your show oh it's pork therapy p-o-r-c therapy.com thanks a lot freetalklive.com 